0: Welcome back to the Mamie Shell. This is your host Roy. Today we have Jamie, the Founder and Principal Consultant at Seeker Solution. Thank you, Jamie, for getting into the show. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So would you just like to give a quick intro about yourself, you know, about your company and your like consulting business and so on?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So I am the owner of uh, Seeker Solution, and we offer operational solutions to small, medium-sized businesses um, to really kind of help those that are in every area of their business, wearing a lot of hats, we come in and help offload some of those things. So we have individual solutions that they can do either one, two, or all of our solutions that we offer. Um, But it ranges everywhere from human resource management. So taking on all the hiring, firing, performance management, all that kind of stuff that deals with HR all the way to, you know, social media management. So um, really, it's just to take those types of things off of your plate as an owner, and help to um, do that in within your company. And we have probably about five or six different solutions that um, are typical that you would think
0: um, that are on an owner or COO's plate. And you said like you are more into the small businesses growth, you know, like how to take the small business to the another level. So what kind of advice do you have for anyone who is listening, kind of like a small business owner, how they can take their small business to the next level, you know?
1: Yeah. So I would say that we primarily work with small and medium-sized businesses because once you get to the higher levels, you do kind of form um, a bit of a hierarchy. You have your management team and, and other people in place by that by that point. Um, and so some of the things that we do, it's uh, kind of an overlap. But we do work with bigger companies. Um, but I would say my advice for the smaller businesses trying to get to that uh, point is just you don't have to do it by yourself. I think when you first start your own business, you're doing everything. You're wearing all the you're taking care of every single area of the business of the operation. Um, And you kind of have to, I think it's part of, you know, paying your dues and um, really getting to know every aspect of it. But I think in that time, you find that there are some things that you really, really enjoy, that you're really great at. And then there's some other areas where you're kind of like, well, I'm just doing it because it has to get done. I don't love it. Maybe you dread doing it all the time. And those are the things that we typically start with saying, hey, like, Let's look within your company to see if there's somebody else there that has that skill set or look outward and um, either hire somebody in or bring a company like us in to kind of help alleviate some of those things. Because if you're starting to grow, then you become that bottleneck in your company and you can't really move your company forward if you're holding things up by trying to do everything. So that's my biggest advice is just to lean on, lean on others and look outward and um, just know that you don't have to do it alone.
0: You know, like any best steps you have for like building small businesses the right way? Like what are the best, like what's the best way, you know, like to build a small business or what's the right way? Is there anything specific?
1: Um, I would say, um, you know, we all have our own ideas going into it. What we have, There's no right or wrong way is really what I'm getting at. We have our own ideas of what we think it should be. And at the end of the day, I just like to remind owners that you own this business. You got into this to do it your way. You felt like you had something to offer, maybe... Um, a service or a skill set or something that you were able to make into a business. And so I think there's no right or wrong way. There are core principles, I think, in business. You know, you can't spend more than you make. Um, You got to make sure that you're profitable, that you're hiring people that align with um, your company's values and what you're all about. There are things like that that I think are going to lead to success. But I would just say that there's no right or wrong way. The biggest thing that I like to, um, start with when we're kind of coming alongside and people are trusting us to kind of come in with their company is to remind them that they get to determine what they want to do, what direction they want to go and how they want to do it. And we can advise, you know, kind of which direction and, and give really good, um, principles when it comes to certain areas of the business. Um, but yeah, I mean, just realizing that that you have the authority and that you probably have a better idea of how is gonna um like how success looks in your own business. Um, so I, I would just say that no, there's no right way. Um, but there are certainly um areas where, you know, you can do it uh to maximize some of the things that you want to do like profitability and efficiency and things like that.
0: Uh, you know, like building a business, having a strong foundation, you know, so what do you feel having a strong foundation? Is it something having much more large capital or having even the best team will just kind of work or having the best product only or all of these, you know, or maybe much more?
1: Um. Well, I think heavily more toward, um, your team and your product or service. I think uh, first and foremost, the thing that I've found is that those that stand on a quality product or quality service tend to have the longevity and tend to um, expand and make it, um, you know, kind of make it bigger. Um, And then second to that is there are things that come and go. I think money is one of those things. Um, you see it in the economy. You see it in the need, um, in the culture, and everything. It, it's kind of an up and down. And that's one thing that's very, very certain is that's going to change. Um, your cash flow is going to be bigger. It's going to be. It's going to shrink down. It's going to go up, and it's going to go down. But some of the things that you can't replace are um, finding people that really truly get behind your mission and your vision to me that's a strong foundation knowing what your company is all about what you stand for what need you meet who your market is understanding that and providing a service or a product that meets that need and is constantly you know kind of evolving or changing if necessary if the market calls for that um i would say that that's more important um, because the money the money's going to come in if you kind of apply um some of those you know proper marketing strategies but at the end of the day if you have a good product or service people are going to continue to want it so building that team that gets behind that and has the skill set and the ability to deliver um what it is that you're promising to your customers i think mm-hmm. that's also really important too so yes All three to some extent, because, you know, you, you're going to have to close your doors if you don't have the capital, if you don't have the money. But I think that, you know, we all started off, I think our businesses with just an idea, and just a passion and just something, you know, that, and I think that we can continue to grow and expand on that same thing. And, um, not to say that it's not important because at the end of the day, like I said, we're, we're businesses, we need to make money, um, in order to grow and reach more, we need, it takes money to do that. But I think that these other, when you're talking about core foundation, I think it's more of knowing what your product is, knowing what your need is and, um, and building that team that really can help you to support
0: that. Awesome. So, so tell me something like, you know, like how the wrong habits or maybe like the, how the habits can kill the workplace culture, you know, like it happens. Oh, yes. Well, politics is there or maybe any other bunch of stuff, you know. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I think that those little habits sometimes can kind of unravel that foundation that you're trying to to lay in building your company. So I would say that um, that varies based on who the owner is what their personality looks like and what their habits are at the end of the day. Because I feel like what we've seen is that the company mirrors the owner, just like, you know, children mirror their parents Uh or things like that. You tend to see in business, um, if you have a, a dynamic leader or even just, you know, even if you're not, even if you just own the company and you're kind of that face, you might work closely with your employees, you might not, but they tend to reflect Um, your own personality. And I think that's really cool. Uh, That's a really kind of neat thing about owning a business because it really is your own. But you really have to start and take a look at yourself and what your own habits are and and, and watch kind of what it does within your company and how that kind of creates a culture as well. Because things that may be important to you are really not that important in running a business in the large scheme of things. And some things that aren't so important to you might be, you know, pivotal in the success of a company or business. And so looking at your own personal habits and and examples of that would be kind of what I talked about in the beginning of like, really getting back to like, who are you? What's important to you? You are the owner. It's your, your company. So your personality and your thoughts and ideas and your vision is going to reflect in the company. And I think that can be a really, really good thing. And and we remind you know owners like, hey, you might have an idea of what you think a leader should look like or what you think a company is supposed to run. But really look at yourself and what are you really good at? What gives you life? And let's go that way. But on the flip side of that, it's also when you do that, you can maybe, you know, incorporate some of those bad habits that you have. Let's say you're a procrastinator or you wait, you know what I mean? Like you're waiting to the last minute. You're always running late to a meeting. Um, so you're not really starting them on time. If you're doing that as a leader, chances are that that's what's happening in your workplace culture. Because if yep. you're leading all the meetings that that um, are going on in the company then they're going to get used to starting late. Oh, like, you know, so then they start showing up later. And then because they're not they don't want to get there early, and nobody's there till five minutes later. So it's those little habits that you can look at that can really unravel a culture without you really intending to simply because you aren't really aware of your own habits and your own things. And you might notice it in other people. And you might say, Hey, what's going on? Why are we starting all these meetings late? You know, whatever it is, because you might get there early one day and then nobody else is there. And really, it's a culture that you foster that you've created in your own team and you don't even realize it. So I would say that there are some of those habits that you have to look at as an individual and see what are things that I maybe do as a leader, as an owner that actually affect my company. And I don't think people think about That necessarily when they're looking at their day to day or what their company looks like day to day. Um, So, that's an example of one of them, you know, kind of running late. And so, if you feel like, you know, one of your standards is, you know, being punctual and on time and meeting deadlines and doing things, you know, when you say you're going to do it and then you look around and that's really not the culture in your um, workplace, then it's really easy to say, hey, this might be my habit that's kind of unraveling. (laughs) You know, and and affecting it, and so it's it's easy once you identify it, and it's a lot easier to proactively go and um, put some things in place to change that.
0: You know, like is uh, just to tell me one more thing. Like, is this for everyone to set the clear expectations, or is there a specific mindset of each and every single person who set the clear expectations? Because I believe almost more than half, like you know, like fail at achieving what they used to expect. Or, you know, like they over over expect or they may that can be unrealistic, uh, you know. So how does that sound?
1: Yes, I think that's actually a very real thing, too, is um, when we're not setting clear expectations, that's another. I mean, it can kind of fall under one of those bad habits, right, of like, okay, I have, you know, things that I need to delegate or things that I need to do with um with my employees and you ask somebody to do something so in your mind it's clear of what you want them to do but how they interpret what you've asked might look different so they they may have worked very hard on something and giving you a deliverable that is not at all what you asked for but it really wasn't necessarily that they're not competent of doing the job or you know that they they may have just interpreted whatever it was that you delegated differently than how you intended it. So I think that you really kind of hit the nail on the head there. Like setting clear expectations is actually very, um, paramount to, I think, business growth and business success. Um, Not just with leaders, but just all over the company. So it's not just like a one person thing that needs to happen. I think that that's a culture that really needs to be set within the organization. And it really leads everyone up. What you want to do is set people up for success. Because what I find the most is that people don't make it in an organization, not because they're not competent or not because they don't um, know how to do a job, or they don't have those skill sets, or they're not in the right fit of you know the need of the the job. But the expectations may not be clearly communicated, and they may be running around doing things that they think are more important, but the company needs it to be something else. And so, setting priorities and really smart goals, and being very specific. And you know, I think everybody by now would know what smart goals are. If not. They need to be specific. They need to be measurable. They need to be attainable. Um, you know, all of all of those things, time bounds to having set deadlines, um, realistic. So if you're if you don't have those parameters within your expectations that you're setting, then you're really not giving equipping your team um, to be successful at their job that you've given them. So it's really like, you know, trying to tell, think about it, like trying to tell a two year old, like, Hey, go ahead and cook dinner tonight. And they have a totally different idea of what dinner looks like versus, you know, somebody who's been making dinner for their family every night. Um, but that doesn't mean necessarily right or wrong. They just don't have an understanding of it. Um, and I think writing, you know, clear step by step, um, Processes are important as well, so that they can, you know, be trained technically on something, but really identifying the skill set and what somebody is good at, um, I think is also important when you start to see that, hey, this is somebody's skill set, they have the work ethic, and they are competent, they know what they're doing but they're not delivering for you that's a very big red flag that you probably haven't set clear expectations so when you see that mismatch of something that's like this doesn't make any sense like they you know they should be doing really well because this is yep. their thing um then it's it's The first thing that we do is, hey, let's take a look in the mirror. Did we give them clear expectations? Do we have a good process in place? Do we have a set, you know, even job description on, you know, what they can be doing? So I think, yeah, setting clear expectations once you start building your team and you're growing that team as your company grows is going to be imperative to your success.
0: Any best advice do you have for anyone who is about to start the business, you know, or who is looking to take it to the next level? So any best advice?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that those would be two different two different things. Um, but I guess the same advice for both sides, um, taking it to the le- next level and just starting out is be very, very clear on um, your mission, your vision and your values. I think those are three things that if you have that with you and you can take that all the way, um, companies who have been able to start off from like inception just an idea to you know building multi-million dollar companies have just have had unwavering um uh, ability to cling to their mission, to their vision, and to their values. Um, mission being, you know, what are you all about? What is your company there to deliver um, at your vision? Where do you want to go with this and really stay on that track? And maybe it, the road turns a little bit, but you're still kind of on that main track. And then your values, what are you all about? How do you go about delivering your products and your services. I think those three things are the most important things when you're starting and when you're growing is to come back to that and to revisit that often. And if you're
0: able to stick to those things, then I think you'll have great success. Awesome, Jamie. Well, thank you for being on the show and having your wonderful insights regarding the small business and taking to the next level. So yeah, thank you so much for being on.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me.